Hello and welcome to Beauty Inside Out. I'm Kimberly Snyder and welcome to my Thursday Q&A show where I answer your questions every single week. This is really fun for me because I love connecting with you and hearing what is on your mind and what you would like to know. So let's get to this week's questions. Hey beauties, welcome back for our Thursday Q&A podcast where I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking and wondering and how I can support you more. So every Thursday I answer four questions that are submitted onto our uh, website and KimberlyCenter.com. There's a little podcast section. So at the end of the show, we'll remind you guys if you have questions yourself, you can also ask your questions on there. But this week we have four great questions for you guys as usual. Our amazing community manager, Caitlin, is here with me today who's gathered the questions. Hey Kay, how are you, love? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Happy to be back for this week's episode. And there's lots of great questions that have been coming in now that we're in spring and people are really curious as always to ask you questions, so. Wonderful. It's April. It's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And, you know, the I always think, can people have more questions? Can we have um, new topics? And people never cease to amaze me. We always have questions and new things to talk about. So excited to cover some of this content today with you. Well, you know, Kay, it's, there's so many nuances to beauty detox. There's so many nuances to the lifestyle. And when you start living it and you start going forward, it's like, oh, but what about this? And what about this? And there's a lot of details. So, you know, that's why we're always here. And that's why we never run out of questions because there's tons. Exactly. And every time, even like a topic, there's multiple things within the topics. So um, be patient, everybody. We do try to pick the questions that are most frequently asked, but we are getting them all. And if you need additional support, there's so much online between the blog, the podcast, which you listen to, social media. Oh, uh, and the Facebook live videos, you guys, I'm answering questions live as well. Oh, that so too. Make yeah. sure you subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another way to access Kimberly <laughs> right in the moment because she's actually... Okay, we're both like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, it's great. <laughs> Facebook live is still... <laughs> still kind of a newer a newer thing we're doing and um it's it's really exciting so uh we love being with the community and we have our retreats that kimberly does now the radical beauty immersion tour so be more on that too for the east coast side where you can be in person so make sure you subscribe to the newsletter on the website because we send out newsletters every month and emails about recipes so if you haven't subscribed it's a really great place to make sure you don't miss any of the fun mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that we will jump right into the first question which is from cassie and she's based out of westchester new york and her question is i recently replaced my oatmeal with peanut butter and blueberry breakfast with the glowing green smoothie which i love i have to say i'm really missing peanut butter though is it something i really should cut out of my diet completely So Cassie, thank you again for your question. I know a lot of people have grown up with peanut butter, love peanut butter. It's a childhood food. I can't say that I personally did, you know, between my mom and my auntie who raised me, uh, you know, these Filipino women, there was not really peanut butter around the house too much. Mm. It wasn't a staple in my home, but I totally understand 
having foods that you really love that maybe from your childhood foods that you just really connect to that you absolutely, you know, get a lot of enjoyment from. And so, you know, with beauty detox, it's not all or nothing. So there, there are actually a couple of things that are all or nothing, like <laughs> diet soda and high fructose corn syrup and, you know, in this, in a, in a long-term plan, starting to wean down from dairy, like these are some of you know the important ones for sure. But when it comes to peanut butter, if you really love it, if you find a great organic brand uh, with no added sugar, and you want to have it, you want to work it into your life, that's great. We have recipes that utilize almond butter, and if you want to use peanut butter instead. We have some different salad dressings, or you could certainly put peanut butter on um, celery sticks and eat with goji berries or you know raisins and just have a little snack. Just be just be aware that it's it's not something that you probably want to have every single day. I don't you know again there's a transition period. Almonds are a better choice. Peanuts can have um, alpha toxin, which is a mold that can affect your liver, which is our detoxifying organ. So I always say worst, better, best. It's not the worst thing in the world, and it doesn't mean you can never have it again. But, you know, work it in, and um, you know, eventually you may start to warm up to almond butter. And again, it's, it shouldn't be a daily food, but it's, there's certainly room for it in the program. Totally. Yeah, if I, you like, <laughs> yeah. If, if you like it, I found like when I was trying to lose weight, I try to stick. I I always did like peanut butter and almond butter, but it's one of those things. And we've talked about too that it's it's a little bit. Yes. You don't want to have it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's nice to know it's a comforting thing if you really want it. It's okay in moderation. It's not one of those like totally um, banned <laughs> things that we that we really try not to avoid. We really try to avoid. So. Um, I mean, that's great advice. There's a lot of peanut butter lovers out there. So it's a good, um, you know, just a good gauge to have when, when you're eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we'll look, let me look at this next question here from Sarah. And she's actually based out of Tokyo in Japan. And um, her question is, I'm now 14 weeks pregnant with twins. And I have really been wondering about my protein intake. I never worried about it before pregnancy. But now with two on the way, I read that... I need even more protein than women having a single baby. Is there anything you can suggest for pregnant women with twins or in general about their vegan protein intake? So Sarah, thank you so much for your question. Um, First of all, congratulations. It's Mm -hmm. so exciting that you're having twins. What a, what a wonderful magical time for you. I really loved my pregnancy. Um, especially the second trimester where it's, it's pretty chill. Um, but anyway, it's like, yeah, this is a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, so there's some, uh, specific protein charts and information in radical beauty. And you'll see that the average, the average, um, pregnant woman needs, as you mentioned, definitely much more protein than, than usual. And for twins, even though each baby would, um, you know, on average, if, you are able to go to full term. Um, there's a mom in my um, in my there's a mom in my mom's group that has twins, and from what I understand, most most twins don't go to full full term. But um, she went pretty far. You know, they're they're going to be a little smaller, but because <laughs> there's two of them in there. But in general, <laughs> you're you're right. You do you do need a great deal of protein at this time. Um, you should be ideally having protein at pretty much every meal. It's a very different situation than, you know, normally like 
quote, normal, non-pregnant beauty detox. Um, some great protein sources are definitely, we were just talking about the nut butters, but in mm -hmm. this case, almond butter is fantastic. Nuts, but you want to make sure you chew well. Constipation is very common when you're pregnant. So you just want to make sure that you're still digesting really well and assimilating the nutrients. Quinoa is fantastic. I had quinoa. Um, I had, in the beginning, sometimes I just needed straight up uh, simple carbs. So I was having quite a lot of quinoa pro, uh, pasta and brown rice pasta in the beginning. Not to go on a tangent about my myself, but back to protein. I was having at least one power protein smoothie a day. Some days I was having two just because it was really easy for me to sip and it didn't make me nauseous. And right. um, it just, it, I could make it taste really good as well with the acai and and the hemp milk, and also front, if you're having hemp milk or almond milk as a base, you know, you can really load the protein in those power protein smoothies right. and create something really nutrient dense with the chia seeds, with the protein powder, so that you're getting, so you're getting the protein. But with pregnancy, it's important that you're getting consistent protein throughout the day. So mm. that's why I mentioned with twins, and you have to go with your own hunger levels and how you're feeling. You know, you could have two. You could have one in the morning, one in the evening. Um, you could have organic tempeh. You could have lentils. Lentils are really – one cup of lentils has 18 grams of protein. Um, so there's so many different sources. Spirulina is also fantastic. Oh, right. Um, if you don't mind the taste. The taste. Very dense in protein. <laughs> Well, the, ta the taste can be a lot, but you can also mask the Cover taste. It, yeah. You put it in your power protein. So check out, okay, maybe we'll link to some high protein recipes, the power protein as well. Um, but Sarah, you definitely want to be having protein in the morning and throughout the day, not just, you know, regular beauty detox. Um, we talked about in the last podcast about having denser proteins later in the day. This is a different situation. And of course, you know, always discuss with your doctor. Or your midwife, I'm sure they'll have ideas. Um, totally. But all, this is where the almond butters, uh, quinoa, all of that uh, is just fantastic, fantastic to have. I, I'm a big believer in having what you were having before, but having more of it. Mm. Um, what I mean by that is I didn't have, I, I was pretty balanced when I went into the pregnancy. So I didn't start craving like wildly different foods. I definitely didn't feel like my body needed meat anything like that I um I just had more of what I was eating a lot more and the power proteins were great the quinoa was great the lentils were great the tempeh was great um so yeah I mean it's definitely it's definitely possible to get more than enough protein with plant-based eating during pregnancy and the advantage of that is you'll also you'll also in general be able to you'll be consuming less um, toxins because a lot of environmental toxins bioaccumulate as they go as you go higher up the food chain so even if you're having you know grass-fed beef for instance there's environmental toxins like dioxins that have been right. banned, but they persist in the environment and they get into those animals and they get into the meat and then you ingest the meat. And so it's, you know, it's all in there. So I'm, you know, I'm a big advocate for it. Um, if it feels right for your body, you know, again, it's not all or nothing. It's not that you have to do all plant-based or not, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, check, check it out. And, um, Check out some of our recipes, but Sarah, congrats. 
I think we have blogs as well, Kay. When um, that's my pregnancy brain. When I was pregnant, I was writing about my diet. We definitely have. Pregnancy. Yeah, no, we definitely have um, some great resources, and I just like to include these because now since you've gone through your pregnancy and you know little mm-hmm. Bob just turned one, there are beauties in the community. They just like to hear your experience and how you did it, and um, just get as much information as possible. Um, so it's always great just to hear what you think, and especially from a vegan perspective, um, it's a great resource to hear um, the suggestions you have. So we'll definitely, Sarah and mm-hmm. any other beauties that are interested, we'll link to the information we do have and, um, you know, obviously more to come on that in the future. But um, that that was all great to um, know for all the beauties. Perfect. <laughs> all right, great. Well, we're going to take a short break, everybody. And then Kimberly will be back to answer more of your questions. Have you ever tried a probiotic? If so, have you noticed health benefits like better digestion, reduced bloating, more energy, and even more weight loss? If not, you definitely need to check out our formula. The naturally occurring friendly soil-borne organisms we use are combined with other beneficial lactobacillus strains and have delivered amazing, visible results for so many in our community. Please go to probiotics.kimberlysnyder.com to learn more. Okay, beauties, we're back from our break. Kaylin and I and Little Bubs, who you can hear playing on the floor next to me, banging my GGS bottle on the ground. (laughs) But the three of us are back with you guys, and we have two more questions. Yes. Great. So our first question is from Carrie, and she's based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. And she says, you mentioned the importance of soaking chia seeds in water to create a chia gel before using them in recipes. Is that really necessary even when making smoothies such as the chia seed delight or the overnight oats, for example? Okay, so Carrie, thank you so much for your question. And I recently did a whole Facebook Live cooking show with chia seeds, making the chia seed pudding. So you, if you did, if you missed it, please go back and check it out. The hashtag is Kim Cooks Live, I'll and I talk to about too. yeah, yeah, all things chia seeds. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good one. So when you're making the chia seeds alike, part of it is that soaking process and not eating it until the chia seeds are fully hydrated and they do absorb about 15 times their weight and they become big and gelatinous and cleansing and amazing and filling. Um, so it is, it does create this beautiful gel. And, um, and it is very important to use the soaked chia seeds when you're making smoothies. And this is something that we do at Glow Bio at um, my smoothie shop. And we also have cleanses that ship nationally. And we do always make a gel and we scoop that gel into smoothies. If you're using dry chia seeds and putting them into the smoothies, it can be dehydrating because it can start to absorb all the liquids from your GI tract. Um, so it is important. And with the, with the oats, um, that's a whole separate thing. You don't have to soak them overnight per se, although um, depends what type of oats you're speaking of. With the oat groats, um, it definitely makes it easier for them to digest. If you're making steel-cut oats, definitely it's easier uh, to just cook them. So I'm not sure what you mean by the oats, but even, you know, the cooked, when you're making steel cut oats, you can just cook them in water. Um, The chia seed should never be cooked, but the soaking process is part of that 
pre-hydrating, making it easier to digest, getting the maximum nutrition from your chia seeds. Um, so that would be important. All right, let's see. Oh, my gosh. Bobby likes that question. <laughs> he was like, yes, overnight oats and soaked chia gel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He's smiling so much. Yes, Bobby, you, your voice is heard on the podcast and we all love you. Yes, everybody loves to hear about Bob's, especially if anybody wants to get a peek, <laughs> peek of Bob's. Uh, Kim's been putting him in the background on the Facebook lives and he just oh, makes yes. like the cutest little faces and um, super fun to watch and uh, see him grow. So, so, uh, so with that, so we'll, we'll move into our last question of the day, and that's from Sally, and she's based out of Ver- Verona, New Jersey. And she says, now that spring is approaching, what suggestions do you have for shifting the foods we eat to fit the season? I tend to eat a bit heavier in the winter due to the cold weather, as that feels right for my body. What, sh- what do you think I should start eating now? Okay, well, Sally, this is a this is a great question. Um, this is something that we talk about extensively, Deepak and I, in Radical Beauty, which is uh, my book that came out last fall. We'll link to it, Kay. Uh, you know, some of you read it, read it. Some of you are new. Some of you haven't seen it yet. But there's a whole section called Primal Beauty, which is about connecting with nature. And there's seasonal practices, best seasonal foods um, included in that section. And so we all tend to eat heavier in the winter. It's it's very natural. It's very normal. Um, it's a, it's an important way for us to really um, stay warmer. Quite quite frankly, right. we, we naturally gravitate to foods that we burn off as fuel. It feels natural and feels great, and it's very intrinsic for us. You know, very um, intuitive, I should say, rather to to have heavier foods. Now, in the spring, you'll notice that you you naturally feel like eating lighter food. And spring is the season in Ayurveda that um, does say, okay, this is a great time to be eating raw food. It's a great time to help blast out that stagnation in winter. This is a great time to have cleansing herbs like cilantro, ginger to help warm things up. Uh, Definitely shifting from heavier foods, heavier meals into more salad-based entrees. You'll see at your local farmer's market it becomes alive in a whole new way. The greens come back and all yeah. the like, delicate leaves, leafed <laughs> veggies and all these amazing veggies. So you look to the farmer's market, you're like, wow, look at all this amazing uh, you know, stuff that's in season that's growing. And so you can incorporate that. You can try different variations of the Dharma's kale salad. You could have radishes. Fresh radishes are a really great way to um, naturally clean out your system. They're astringent. Um, they're full of vitamin C. They're, so you'll find all these wonderful foods at the farmer's market, but more light in general, more raw in general, and playing with playing with a lot of different beauty detox recipes. We have so many great uh, spring recipes for you guys to check out. Mm-hmm. There's also a really great spring glowing green smoothie recipe, if anybody hasn't tried it too, that Kim incorporated some different fruits and greens that are seasonal as well that we can link for you guys as a good way to shift up your morning, uh, switch up, not shift up, <laughs> your, <laughs> your, your, um, your morning smoothie. And yeah, we can link to a bunch of different um, recipes we have. And we have, um, Kim's created some really great ones that'll be airing the next couple of weeks as as well that are spring related that we publish on Tuesdays and Sundays mm-hmm. new recipes for you guys so you, there's always brand new recipe content every week 
Yes, exactly. And so it's it's nice to peruse the new recipes. You can get inspiration, even if you don't follow them exactly. Um, so we'll uh, thank you, Kay, for mentioning it. But that it's a great thing to just have that <laughs> coming into your inbox to stay inspired, and um, you know, it just can really help motivation-wise and, and emotionally, just to really stay in the game. So I think it's a it's a great tool for you guys, and of course it's it's free, so no reason not to do it. Yeah, just check it out, and there's so many recipes on there. Because sometimes all it takes is like maybe a different dressing or a little something different to you know keep mm-hmm. you on track. I know for me sometimes I might feel a little bored of something, but if I really like the dressing or the taste, then I'll be more inclined to eat it. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a True. little push to to stay on track. And um, now that spring's here, I know I've been eating lighter, just naturally wanting um, like less heavy foods after it wasn't that rough of a winter this year, but in general, it's always, you know, I, I don't like the cold, so it's always always better. But, you know, with that, thank you so much, Kimberly, for your time. Me and the community always appreciate you spending time with us every week and having these conversations. And they're so important for the support of everybody. So thank you. Well, it is my honor, Kay. Truly, I have been through my own health and healing journey myself. And it's part of why I'm so passionate about you know, being with you guys and supporting you guys, because I think that's why we're here. You mm-hmm. know, we're not we're not here to float in our own little islands and and you know just take care of ourselves. Part of part of all our experiences, part of our um, our journey is to really help each other. I really believe that. Um, so I am so honored to be with you guys, and I'm so. You know, I I just, I really love hearing what you guys are thinking. I want you guys to feel great. I want you to feel supported. So as we mentioned earlier, I'm also on the Facebook Live uh, usually twice a week. I'm also answering questions on there. If you guys subscribe, it's it's sort of random times. It's it's around Bubby's meal schedules and how he's doing, but usually I'm doing the Q&As, you know, Monday through Wednesday and the cooking show Thursday or Friday. But you guys can check it out. And, of course, as we mentioned, please come on KimberlyCenter.com. Lots of information, lots of blogs, uh, lots of recipes. And we will see you. Oh, wait, there's I haven't I didn't say my inspirational thought. Kay. I wrote it down here and I really want to say it. Oh, yeah. Say, we'll share with us your inspirational <laughs> thought of the week. We love to hear what you have to say. OK, so here it is, guys. Before we end the podcast today, my inspirational thought for you. Gratitude brings more good. And it's so funny because I went on this whole thing about how grateful that I am. And it's a, gratitude has been a practice that I've really, really started incorporating in my life the last few years. It's been such a shift. It's easy to focus on what's not good, what's what could be better, what you should be doing, what, um, you know, how else you could have done in a day what else you could have accomplished rather like it's so easy to focus on that but when we're just grateful for the here and now and what's around us and little things wow does that really help to raise the vibration of energy and everything is energy and it really does help to attract more good simple smiles at people open doors um just being grateful for what you have, it's, it's a beautiful lifelong practice. And mm. so I definitely, um, I definitely recommend it. Mm. 
No, I love that. And that's such a nice send-off going into the weekend. People have a little bit more time to think about things or start a new practice. I know for January this year, I, I wrote, like, every day, like, one thing I was grateful for, you know, just having, like, a moment. So I think that's great advice, and it, it really does start to shift the way you look at things. So thank you so much for that. And if anybody's feeling super inspired or they have a question, be sure to go to KimberlySnyder.com slash AskKimberly, where we review the questions and hopefully air them on an upcoming show. Thank you so much, beauties. Again, such an honor to be with you guys. I'm here to support you. And Caitlin, thank you so much for gathering the questions. We will see you guys back on Monday or on the on the website before then or Facebook Live before then. But have a wonderful weekend and sending you lots of love. <laughs>